There's never a dull moment when it comes to Minnesota sports. Rather, it's positive or negative. Minnesota Sports Chat has you covered. Talking nothing but Minnesota sports all year long. It's time now for the soon-to-be award-winning, if only in his own mind, Minnesota Sports Chat with your host, Ross Brendel. Well, here we go. Edition number 181 of these already. The soon-to-be award-winning Minnesota Sports Chat. I would be Ross Brendel as that open states. Thank you so much for joining me. Content creator, MC public speaker, podcast host, and oh so much more, Eric Perkins in just moments on the Vikings, Twins, and some other fun stuff we have lined up. But first, your weekly reminder and ask to rate and review Minnesota Sports Chat on Apple and Spotify. Please tell your family and friends, and don't forget, you can now see this ugly mug on YouTube. Just search Minnesota Sports Chat. Eric Perkins, perk at play on the now X machine. I still don't like saying that. I still think it sounds incredibly dirty, but it is good to see you. How you doing, my man? Ross, it's great to see you. Every other day, I feel like I'm I'm contemplating leaving Twitter slash X. I just I I can't I can't I can't deal with it anymore. So I don't know, I, but I'm still on there. I am still on there at perk at play. How many? As I am on all my socials, but yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to lean into into threads, but it's it's a slow burn. How many bots would you say are following you per day on X? <laughs> I, honestly, it's a few a day for me. Every 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 time I get excited by a new follow, I look and I'm like, oh, that's clearly somebody sitting in the middle of another country trying to hack me. Yeah. Well, it seems like the more I comment on the bots pages, the more bots I get. So, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I, I try not to comment. Eric yeah. Perkins, Perk at Play, number one amongst bots on X. By the way, I did see today, I didn't read the story, and we're recording this on September the 19th. I can't really validate this, but I've seen a couple stories today that allegedly uh, Mr. Uh, Elon now wants to charge us all, no matter what. The moment that happens, this platform's done because if you haven't paid for it by now, you're not going to pay for it. So, yeah, good luck. No, I, I, I said peace out to my blue check mark a while ago, and I sure as heck am not going to pay a dime to be on this <laughs> no. platform. So, I don't know. <laughs> no, me neither. Well, first off, I'm appreciative of you joining this pod. If people hear me on my talk on occasion, they know that we have a long-standing feud in which I have told people it's a lot like a WWE AEW feud. There's a feud when the mics are on behind the mics. It's just a lot of passive aggressiveness. It's not real. At least on no, my no, end. No, it's, it's, it's for show. Uh, our, our little uh, dissension, if you will. Um, it's not, you know, when I think of like actual rivalry and disdain, I think of people like Mark Rosen and, you know, <laughs> people that I really can't stand. Um, that's that's not you. OK. Here- I, and by the way, and by the way, you know, I'm kidding about that. hundred percent. hundred percent. Mark, a heart of gold. Uh, here's one for you before we actually talk Vikings and twins. Do you have a favorite sports rivalry, whether it be Minnesota related or just 
in general, if there's a game happening or maybe a series between a team, you like to keep tabs on it? Um, I always, uh, we traveled to all the road games in the NFL. I've been to darn near every stadium out there. And I'm, I'm telling you what, uh, whenever it came out, the schedule, I would circle the Lambeau game and just be giddy beyond belief that entire week. I, I, there's to me, it is, it is the most delightful rivalry in, in, in any of the majors that I know of. Uh, and, and I know there's greater ones, right? I know there's greater rivalries, Red Sox, Yankees, whatever. But, uh, but I mean, for, for my taste that just that lift <laughs> and, and I know that, I know the Packers have every bit of the same rivalry with the bears, but I, but, but to me, it's just as, as someone who follows the Vikings, uh, that game at Lambeau is just always so freaking fun. One of my favorite parts to the Vikings and Packers rivalry. And I know you've heard this before is that Packers fans, they always want to have the last word or feel like they've won up to you, which I get it. We all do that. So when the Vikings do beat the Packers or maybe the Vikings go on a nice little run where they've won a couple in a row, you always get the pushback of, well, you're not a real rival. It's the Bears. I always I always love that. That's also a very passive aggressive Minnesota like thing to do. And I've always appreciated that. That only adds to the rivalry when you tell me that we're not rivals. I kind of like that. I think that's fun. (laughs) That is it, it, that is kind of a sick burn. Um, you know, not, the 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 worst burn I've sustained in my family is when uh, my former photographer uh, and a diehard Packers fan, a guy named Jeff Breitenstein, um, he uh, he sent my son uh, a GBP hat, Green Bay Packers. Um, my son, at the age of three, uh, was sort of trying to feel his way in what his loyalties were going to be sports-wise. And when he got a GBP hat, those are also his initials. <laughs> and so it was like, oh, my gosh. So I have a Packers fan and have for many years in my family. And uh, and it's it's so that's a bit of a trip. But, you know, we're. We're trying to support each other. It's I don't know. For both. I don't know how you can recover from that. And that is a very uh, great sick burn. That is the long play by your former photographer. I don't know how you can't, you can't do anything, but appreciate that. Not appreciative <laughs> so far as the Minnesota Vikings, very sloppy. Oh, and two start. Where the heck do the Vikings go from here? However, I will point out positive Ross, just a game out of first place. They're not buried yet. Yeah. They haven't, yeah, they haven't played a division op- uh, division help, opponent either. Yeah, help that everybody got got sunk last week. But you know what? You, you see it uh, time and time in the NFL, and and we saw it last night on Monday Night Football with the with the Browns turning the ball over four times or whatever. You can't win in the NFL if you're going to turn the ball over that many times. And if you do turn the ball over that many times, you better get the takeaways to flip the script. You know, and it's just it's just. I don't know. You can say what you want about how the Vikings aren't moving the ball on the ground and that they're not stopping DeAndre Swift from running for 170 or whatever it was. And by the way, I benched him in my in my fantasy lineup this oh, past no. week because he had oh, 0.8 no. points in his first week. <laughs> but no, but but it's just like you know, it, it, I I do think it can't be overstated that that turnover ratio, and it's just like it just. It's sad, and and you can you can do all the what ifs, but the bottom line is, if they don't mitigate this, if they don't stop the bleeding from these turnovers, because yes, you can say, hey, if we have a, if they didn't have the turnovers, we we'd be one and one or two and zero. Oh. 
The fact of the matter is you're turning it over and that doesn't mean it's automatically going to stop in week three. You have to stop. You have to execute to stop it. And so uh, that to me is a, a pretty su- substantial concern at this point. And they're turning it over, by the way, at a prolific pace. I know it's only been two games, but they uh, have a chance to set the turnover record, which was uh, 56, I believe, by the 1965 Pittsburgh Steelers. I might be wrong on the number because I pulled that stat yesterday, but it was indeed the 1965 Pittsburgh Steelers. Vikings on a pace to set that record. Where does sloppy play come from? I've always struggled with this. Back in the day when I would cover sports more and I was in and out of locker rooms, I still to this day, Perk, I can't tell you in in football on the turnovers, is that coaching? Is that execution? Is that a little bit of both? Is it all on the players and none on the coaching? How do you assign blame for when a team's putting the ball on the ground left and right? I've never been able to figure that out. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly obviously got to be lackadaisical carelessness involved and uh, or just or just overthinking, you know, that happens sometimes or worried about the guy behind you, you know, when you should probably just be focused on the doggone ball. I mean, there's all sorts of things that come in. But I think a lot of it is mental because um, because so many of the errors that we see you know, can be traced back to that. But I also do think that there seems to be at least a lot more of guys, defensive players trying to punch the ball out too. Now it seems like, I mean, I'm seeing a lot of that, a lot more than that. I think. Who was the bears player? Do you remember off the top of your head back in the day, he made a career. And I, when I say back in the day, I'm talking that bears team with Rex Grossman that went to the super bowl. They had somebody who was always punching the ball out, like literally throwing punches at the football And I can't for the life of me remember who that was, but he was kind of the first player that I remember doing that. And it's, it's been a pretty big thing since then. However, that's, Neither here nor there. I don't expect you to pull that name out of your out of your head going back Wait, to 2005. Wait, are you talking 85 Bears? No, talking, I'm, no, I'm talking. talking I, I'm talking like the 2005 Rex Grossman Bears. There oh, was there was somebody oh, yeah. on that team when that team miraculously made it to the Super Bowl that was incapable of scoring points, but they had a rock star defense. They had somebody who was doing that, just punching the ball out, and I can't for the life of me. <laughs> Think of who that was. That's that's neither here nor there. So, okay. So I thought about this going into uh, this week, thinking about Vikings and Chargers, and then we'll, we'll be done with the Vikings and move on to something slightly more happier and the Minnesota Twins. No matter what happens with the other teams in the division, it's going to be really tough to take the Vikings seriously as a team that can stay in the playoff race or make the playoffs if they don't beat the Chargers. 10% of teams... Let's start off 0-2, make the playoffs. I get it. There's an extra game now. Still haven't played a division game. But at 0-3, I just can't possibly take you seriously, especially when you look at the Vikings schedule coming up, even after the Chargers. I think that's what that's what it boils down to, Ross, is, is how brutal the schedule is beyond just the Chargers. And and I know there are a few on there that are definitely dubs, but but golly, it, you you've got a gauntlet coming up. Uh and and if you don't win these games like the Buccaneers, and by the way, if if there was one game the Vikings should have won this year, when you dedicate an entire game and ceremony to Bud Grant, your Mount Rushmore figurehead of your franchise and you can't win for Bud um, and you lose to Baker Mayfield on, on a dedication day like that. I don't, I, I just, <laughs> and wow. you get and anyway. you get pushed around all second half, by the way, too. That was, a, that was another oh. thing. 
I just that they just did not do bed right that day. Um, but but with that said, I, I I do think the Vikings come out and and do take on this game with a sense of desperation because frankly there should be. I mean to call a week three matchup a must win seems like a brutal overstatement, but I don't know if it totally is. I think this is a, this is a huge. And by the way, speaking of the Chargers, how is Keenan Allen still able to do what he does? After all, it's every year this guy is like a thorn in people's sides. He's just, he's a remarkably underrated wide receiver. Well, he's also a guy that every time I see him, I think, isn't he like 42 by now? How long has he been in the league doing this? It seems like he's done this yes. for forever. Hey, one more quick question, and this is kind of Chargers related, but I always find this just incredibly fascinating. Brandon Staley, it's a bit of a homecoming for him, the Chargers coach. He actually spent a year as the defensive line coach and special teams coach for St. Thomas in 2009. What a meteoric rise to go from coaching D3 football at the time with the Tommies to here we are 14 years later, and he got that job a handful of years ago. Literally in about a decade, he went from D3 football to coaching in the NFL. Every time I think about that, it's really just an incredible feat. I know it takes help. It takes knowing the right people, right place at the right time. But I don't know how you can't tip your cap to a guy like that. That's just an incredible journey and an incredible story. That, that is a juicy nugget. And, and you know, some of these meteoric rises that you do see within the NFL and, and how incestuous coaching staffs, staffs are. I mean, it, but it is just, it is just, hey, you work hard. You have a good attitude. You're a good people person. People like you. You can, you can elevate pretty quickly. And, and, uh, you have success too. I mean, that's that that really is what can launch you. But yeah, good for him. I mean, that's that is pretty awesome and good for the Tommies. We have a great opportunity in front of us. So when I say we, it's the Minnesota Twins. Okay, there have been mm. other Minnesota Twins teams in recent memory that have made the playoffs that I didn't think very highly of, no matter what their win total was. This Twins team is the opposite to me, Eric Perkins. I can't understand how we're recording this today and they're still sitting at less than 80 wins with the roster that they have. I I'm cautiously optimistic at the very least. I think that incredible playoff losing streak comes to an end this year. Am I being too, I just, am I too positive? No, no, you're not too positive. In fact, you're, you're probably not positive enough because I think that that's, that's what's rubbing me the wrong way is that so many people just want the streak to end. They don't care about winning those series. They just want the streak to end. It's like, wait a second, this is our chance to actually, you know, so what if we have the same record as the Cincinnati Reds right now? We, with the, the fact of the matter is we can we can win a series and maybe then some with this pitching staff. And I think that's the that's what's so different this year than others is that you look at a one-two punch like Sonny Gray and Pablo Lopez and you've got a fighting chance to win just about any series with those guys if everybody gets hot at the right time and everybody stays healthy and everybody does what they're supposed to do, right? And the bullpen holds up. And I get there's a lot of variables in playoff baseball especially, but those two starters, we haven't had front lines like that in a while. No, and I, I am interested to see what are the Julians, the Kirilovs, and the Royce Lewises do when they start seeing playoff pitching and you're getting one and two and in the right scenarios, number three starters that are all pretty good day in and day out. But 
you know, you can poke fun at the offense all you want with the strikeouts, and you look at the overall season numbers, they're not that good. But they're pretty darn good since the All-Star break. And the team that's played since the All-Star break is largely the team, barring injury, that you're going to see here in a few weeks when the playoffs start because the Twins are going to clinch the division likely sometime this weekend. Gives them a time to perk. Then to also set that rotation to get Pablo and Sonny rested and ready and hopefully maybe get Joe Ryan just a touch more right if he is needed in a game three. And look, to the Twins' credit, it's an awful division. But they've done enough to win it, and they're going to get to host that wild card round. So I'm with you. Yes, absolutely. I want the playoff losing streak to come to an end. But I also think they could win the wild card round. They should, in all in all honesty, you should win it. You're at home. You should win it. And then hopefully you go on there to the divisional series. Maybe you catch a little lightning in a bottle, and you do something from there. But when I mentioned Kirilov and Royce Lewis and Julianne, Those guys are going to have to play well for that to happen. If those guys aren't clicking, the Twins aren't scoring. So to me, they're almost as important, if not more important, than the pitching. Yeah, perhaps you're right, and and that's a good point. And and a lot of it also depends on who you draw. I mean, is it going to be the Mariners or is it going to be the Blue Jays or is it going to be the Rangers? I mean, there's there's I don't I don't know out of those who I'd rather have, but but I, I probably I don't know. See, if, every time I think it's the Blue Jays, then I think no, maybe I'd want the Rangers, but maybe yeah, I don't know. If it is the Blue Jays, how do we keep all of Toronto out of Target Field? They, I mean, it's it's incredible the amount they bring more people to Target Field than any other fan base. That's including the Yankees and including the Red Sox and even the Brewers. And I think a part of the reason on the Brewers is Twins and Brewers always end up playing during the week now, which I think is just dumb and a missed opportunity. But what do I know? I'm not the MLB scheduler, but it's incredible. Have you ever been to a Blue Jays game recently, even like the last five years when they come to Target Field? I have. It's nuts. I have in your ob- it's You're nuts. absolutely right. It's kind of like, um, you know, the Cubs travel really well, too, whenever they go anywhere. I mean, it's just a, it's some some teams. And, and I don't know, because I don't think it's a proximity thing. I don't think it's like going to a wild game and seeing a bunch of Winnipeg Jets fans. It's not like that at all, because it's Toronto, for crying out loud. I don't know. That's, I'm, I'm curious, because it just seems like an odd franchise to have that rabbit of a fan base. So is there, uh, I'm I'm asking this facetiously, but also mildly, I kind of believe it. Why about once every couple of years does somebody associated with the twins have twins? What are we doing at Target Field that makes this happen? Because now Rocco Baldelli had those twin boys just a couple days ago. You go back, you go back a handful of years. I think didn't Danny Hocking have twins? Somebody else had twins. It's just something that always happens with that organization. Well, and of course, Joe Maurer too is probably that's the big one that I was missing. Yeah. Thank you, but but yeah, and it, and it's yeah, yeah. So hey, we're happy for him. Congratulations, that's a big darn deal. Um, that, but yeah, it, you know what I was wondering about with the twins is like when Buxton comes back. Yeah, what is that? What's what's that going to look like? And 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 he, is he are they just going to put him like? Remember when Josh Donaldson just didn't even make the playoffs a couple of years yeah. ago? They, yep. just, they just set him on the bench. Is that? Is that what we're dealing with with Buxton here? Yeah, I kind of look, I think because he is who he is, if his name was Ross Brendel, I think he'd miss the postseason roster. But because of who he is, I think they'll find a way to get him on there. I mean, because you look at the uh, the Stevenson kid who's been playing 
Well, can't yeah. can't Buxton at least unload the tank to go from first to second base late in the game? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, that that's another thing. I mean, I've said this before, and, and I mean it. Whenever, whatever they did to Peyton Manning, remember when Peyton Manning went to Europe and got like some witch doctor surgery and it extended his career by a few years? We need to send Byron Buxton to that same person and just say, hey, we don't need him to finish the final six years of this deal, but could we get a couple of years out of him where he can actually play his position and do something? Because he's not trying to get injured, obviously. And I and you do feel, I feel, I don't often feel bad for professional athletes. I do feel bad for him because he is insanely talented and he just can't stay on the field. And to your point, Perk, I don't know what you do with him. I, I would tell you this. On the other side with Joey Gallo, I would do what the Twins already likely did a couple weeks ago. I would fake another injury for him to keep him off of the postseason roster. I mean, again, by all accounts, world's greatest guy. I don't know what you do with him. And this is an issue that I've always had with advanced stats, which, by the way, I am a bit of a stat geek guy, but I don't think they tell the entire story. The stats tell me that Joey Gallo is a better than league average hitter. Well, if Joey Gallo is a better than league average hitter, throw those in the trash can and set it on fire because he does nothing for you. I mean, he literally does nothing for you. Occasionally hits a solo home run. Doesn't do anything else. That, do- that doesn't help you. It's not going to help you win a playoff game. Yeah, Royce Lewis has been more dynamic than so many guys on this team with, with such a smaller sample size than, than even if you magnify all their games together. You know what I think we really need, though, Ross, and, and I go back to – to a playoff series a while ago, um, th- when the, when the Twins had to when they went to Oakland and beat the A's, and they had to go to Anaheim and face the Rally Monkey oh. and, and the the those and that Angels team with you know Jim Edmonds and Francisco Rodriguez and all those guys, and I just uh, Adam Kennedy yeah, uh, that, out loud, but I bleep him, per- that was, <laughs> but but I just you know they had those thunder sticks that they clapped and they had the Rally Monkey that came up on the jumbo yeah. I think the, the Twins need like a thing like that and they've done it in the past at the piranhas or whatever but like what do we have a thing this year other than the other than the vest that they put on well, the land of 10,000 rakes I mean, is there a thing and i think the homer hanky kind of lost its luster when they left the dome it just hasn't it doesn't feel the same i don't know what it, i don't know what it is what how do yeah. uh, very quickly then we'll segue into some other things i want to have some fun with you and be respectful of your time how do you feel about every team having some type of home run celebration that I'm a big college football nut. You watch college football on Saturday. Everybody has something they do when they create a turnover. I don't want to be guy who steals joy. You know, as our guy PJ says, comparisons will steal your joy, but do you need, does every team need something? We've kind of jumped the shark on some of these. We have, we have, but I do think the skull chant is amazing. You know, and I think that, that Oh no, that we're going gonna... to, we're going to depart there. It's okay. It's okay, okay in the game. It's okay at the stadium. Grown men and women should not use the word skull in casual conversation. I'm ardent about that. You can do the skull chant all you want. It is cool at the stadium. Uh, Perk, I'm going to come at both of our industries here. I don't ever need to see another story of the senior citizens at the old folks home doing the skull chant when the Vikings are in the playoffs. Don't ever need to see that again. What a, what a pigskin Scrooge. Oh my goodness. (laughs) 
I will say this, like, but but there's like something thunderous about it. And like when, you know, like when Wisconsin does jump around and it's just like, it's just such a vibe, right? And it's just such a thing. And and yes, it may be derivative, but but so what? It's it's a it's it's totally it's totally a cool sensation. And and so I think maybe the twins, you just they, they need to find something. And I don't know what it is. I, I'm just I'm 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 kinda adamant on them sort of and I think but but I also think that it has to happen organically, right? It yes. has to, yeah. it has to be something it has to be something really kind of like you know, that that comes from the game itself, you know, that one of them does or something. Pigskin Scrooge is great. I really appreciate that. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna be giggling yeah. about that all night. Also great are my friends at Beans Coffee Company. Thanks to Beans Coffee Company for supporting Minnesota Sports Chat, helping not just to provide this podcast to you, but providing you and the masses with great tasting coffee. Beans Coffee Company, they have a blend for everybody. I'm back to crushing that Perfectus blend. They have roasts that are really, really whatever you need, right? Light roast, medium roast, dark roast. I'm all over. People say that means I don't have a palate. I don't know. I like them all. Whatever you need, they have it. See all the blends and learn more at coffeebybeans.com. You can order by the bag, even set up a coffee subscription. Use the promo code SPORTSCHAT. That's SPORTSCHAT at checkout. You'll save a little cash. And don't forget, free shipping on all orders of $35 or more. That's coffeebybeans.com. Promo code SPORTSCHAT. So, Perk, uh, this is me openly telling you and i've done this with other people before i honestly think the world of what you've done with your career to be successful an award winner have this we'll call it quote unquote past life in tv in media and you're still doing that but doing it differently and you're doing it kind of your own way and on your own terms doing a bunch of different things And I really respect that. And I know a lot of people who are familiar with this pod, they're going to be familiar with you. But if you don't mind, before we have a little bit of fun, just kind of talk about your process of going from the TV world into doing your own venture where you're doing your own thing and basically helping companies uh, put a megaphone basically behind them and promote what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, it's all about amplification, right? And what I know is how to do video and i know how to make content and i know how to make stuff kind of jump off the page and i've done that for a long time in in my tv job i I did things probably entirely unconventionally in some instances and kind of just didn't give a crap about which way it went and and uh and i just i I loved seeing what would stick on the wall when i threw stuff and you know i i just i got to the point where i realized that you know pushing boundaries and and becoming innovative um had a real place in in all this uh digital content i saw out there that businesses were putting out there and i I realized that i had a skill set that would be you know pretty doggone desirable to some of these businesses and so i've aligned myself with some some great companies and some nonprofits as well that i that i really truly believe in and i you know i'm not just completely saying yes to anybody that's gonna you know i'm I'm trying to really keep, keep 
some integrity about it and, and align myself with businesses that I truly believe in and that I truly like the people that are working at air. And so it's been a, it's been really kind of fun to put my, my television and content skills, if you will, writing, producing, um, to, to these businesses and all that, all that they do and are trying to do, um, and, uh, out there on the digital landscape that let's Frank, let's be Frank is, is completely, oversaturated at the times but it's all the more reason that you need to grab attention and that's something that I, I i would say that i have an act for so well any integrity you thought you had is going to be out the window here shortly when we go through five filler <laughs> questions i'm just throwing that out you there son of a gun nah you, it's, always I'm, kill, you always you always kill my boss dude <laughs> i'm kidding you this will be this will be about as easy the easiest thing you'll do all day so this is Five filler questions. It's a bit inspired by Score North's Phil Mackey, hence five filler questions. And you get the cheap podcast open because I still haven't put together an open for this. So you get five filler, filler questions. Okay, Perk, the, the only rule here is you answer these. I love that you're giggling at that. It's like Wayne's World before they signed their big deal with uh, Rob Lowe's character. You can answer these as long or as short as you want, and occasionally I'll chime in. Sound fair to you? Oh, absolutely. And and by the way, shout out to Phil Mackey, doggone it. I haven't seen him in a while. Well, I'll tell him you said hi. And you I should mean, he's, you should just show not, up. He's not quite Declan Goff in my book, but he's <laughs> he's up there. Well, we can't all be Declan Goff, no doubt about it. Your biggest surprise since leaving your past life behind. What is your biggest surprise in what you're doing now? <laughs> Well, can I be can I be honest with this? It's it's entirely up to you. Just know this is going to go out to the masses later on. But yeah, be honest. How little I miss it. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Trust me, I, I I get that. I love what I do, but there are days where you're like, eh, I could do something different, right? So, and I, you know, I, I appreciate and, and, that. And it, with that said, I, I mean, there were some great people. I worked for a great station. It was great. There's no burn bridges or animosity. It's it's all good. But I, you know, I just did it for so long and I did so much that I that I was proud of and that I was happy that I got the opportunity to do. Um, but I just other than other than other than probably twin spring training, that assignment, I just there's not and maybe some prep football. There's just not a lot about it that I that I can say that gosh, I miss that. You mean you, know? you don't, don't you don't miss going to TCO or Mankato when it's 125 degrees outside and you're watching re- receivers who are going to be cut in two weeks get reps? I, I love going to the state fair and not having to race back to the barn for a six o'clock live shot. You know, that's <laughs> what I miss. Just going to the going to the state fair. I actually drank at the state fair this year. It was insane. Good for you. Good for you. Well, okay. and, and when I say that, I, I had a mini donut beer. That was it. Well, anyway. that still counts. Question yeah. number two: You can't choose a dog or a cat here, so dogs and cats are out. What pet are you bringing home to your family? And, it, and it's not a dog or a cat? It's not a dog or a cat. So what are you buying? What are you surprising the family with? Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> do, do fish count? Fish count, yeah. Yeah, as long as I don't have to clean the tank, I'm bringing home some fish. I, You know, that might be my next move. I'm uh, I, I'm waiting on an animal to go to, uh, go to the beyond world, and I'm not trying to usher that. But my thought has been, you know, fish might just be 
a little bit easier, but the tank cleaning's awful. And the other thing is, is, is if, if your other pets get hungry and you're out of food, you can just grab give, one of the fish. Give them the fish. I like where your head's at. You can change one thing in all of sports. What are you changing and why? Oh, oh boy. Um, what am I changing? I just, I just wish that the that the seasons wouldn't drag on so much. And I guess when I say that, I just I think that I think that I think the NBA and the, and the NHL going into June or whatever it is. I just think that like, can we just check that up a little bit? Maybe by a month. When the Wild win a Stanley Cup, I think about the NHL as the prime example. When the Wild win a Stanley Cup, and it's when, not if might take 50 years, but when, not if. We're going to be standing at a parade. It's going to be 90 degrees outside. It's a winter sport. Mm-hmm. I agree can with I, you. Can I, can, I, can I throw in one other one? Yeah, you go ahead. Okay. Um, and, I, and somebody brought this up the other day on, on social media, and it just made me see it in a different light. But, like, all, all these all these pregame shows on the big networks that, that don't have a female in the studio just yes. drives me nuts. It's yeah. just that it's so egregious. It's just, it's so obnoxious, especially in this day and age. Um, and, and to just always relegate them to the sidelines is, uh, is confounding. I don't oh. know. Other than that, that's a, that's another one that grinds my gears. So this one's going to get a little controversial, but I still kind of get upset when they're, I don't know how to say this politely. It just seems like there's still only a certain type that we want to hire and put on the sidelines, and that also drives me crazy. As far mm-hmm. as far as what we make them wear and how they're presented, and this is this is the year of 2023. Now I get it; a lot of people they're willingly choosing to do that, but it just that always still strikes me as odd. You know, can you not just look? I'm wearing like a crappy Hawaiian T-shirt type thing today. Can we not just wear normal clothes on the sidelines? Yeah, that's, uh, that's, I don't know, that's neither here nor there. I don't want to get either one of us in trouble. Speaking of getting in trouble, uh, you worked with my good buddy uh, slash uh, mentor, Tim McNiff, for quite some time, although your schedules were a lot different. But I- I'm guessing you know him well enough to share some stories about him. Can you, can you tell me a story that, that'll, like, get him in trouble but not really get him in trouble? <laughs> Just, uh, oh boy. Um, just ask him about if you ever see him again, right? If you ever run into him, cross paths. Okay. Just, just ask him about the the newspaper incident before one of the Vikings home games. That's all. <laughs> that's all you have to okay. do. Okay. All right. I'm gonna leave it at that. I don't want to get in trouble with with the parties involved. I may just ask. Asked him about the newspaper incident before one of the Vikings home games. I may sit on that until I get him back on this pod and spring him with that. Okay. Your final question, and I'll get you out of here. What guilty pleasure do you have that in a perfect world you wouldn't want people to know, even though I'm asking you to out yourself on this podcast, which of course goes to millions and millions of people? Okay. So I think my biggest guilty pleasure that I would not want people to know is the uh, so this that's not really a guilty pleasure. It's more just like a a, a massive aversion that I have <laughs> that, that I I'll take want that. people to know. We'll take that. Um, well, I mean, there's a guilty pleasure that I I would love people to know, 
I'll take that. Uh, you I'll, tell I'll me. I'll give you that. For, yeah, yeah, you tell I'll me that. You, I'll give you a guilty pleasure that I would love people to know about me, and that's that I, that's that I still to this day adore the Spice Girls. <laughs> yes. Secondly, yes. <laughs> my guilt, my, my aversion, the, my massive aversion that I wouldn't want people to know, that I actually wouldn't want people to know, but I'm going to say it anyway because, you know, why not? I'm just I'm trying to feed your feed your fillers here um uh, is that i i haven't eaten chicken in 24 years Ron. whoa right. yeah. did you get sick from chicken yeah really okay. badly okay yeah. and that's that was the impetus and over time it has become an irrational sort of uh i don't know it's, so it, it doesn't make any sense i i eat eggs you know i feed my family chicken i just i don't personally eat chicken wow okay so now now i am gonna steal you for another minute or two so the big uh chicken wars <laughs> that popped up out of nowhere you wouldn't know a thing about them right so you 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 can honestly say like chick-fil-a and canes it's not that you're not a fan you just likely haven't tried them no, I haven't. I haven't tried them. That's incredible. And you eat other meat? Yeah. Yeah, I'll eat pork. I'll eat steak. I'll eat bacon. I'll eat, yeah. I, I don't eat turkey either. I don't eat turkey. Either. Well, turkey, I you know what? I could take or leave turkey too. It's very gamey. On that aversion thing, I will tell you, I had a bad experience with dumplings when I was like six years old. <laughs> and I've been... At, and I've had a dumpling since that I like maybe mistakenly I've had one. So I, I, I get that. I get that. Uh, Eric, Eric, That's I, so random, bro. I kept you about seven or eight minutes past what I told you, but I really do appreciate it. Thank you for doing this. I know you're insanely busy. People watching on YouTube, I love your shirt. Do you want to read it to people? There we it's go. Just odds were odds were meant to be overcome, and this is a Special Olympics Minnesota shirt. Oh well, then I then I love it even more. So that's probably why I liked it so much. Eric, thank you so much for doing this, and I'll see you again when you're in the building here doing stuff for uh, some other properties here at Hubbard when that time comes again. Thanks, Ross. Always a pleasure, man. Even though it's really not. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. You know what? One of these days we'll have to let bygones be bygones. Put this feud behind us. And now nah, I'm just kidding. Let's <laughs> let's always feud. It's more fun. Thanks, Eric. Mm. Yeah. Perk at play on the X machine at least for now. He says uh, that's actually it for edition number one eighty one of the soon to be award winning Minnesota Sports Chat. I'll be back in just a few days. Daniel House will preview the Gophers and Northwestern in our Gopher preview and review edition of Minnesota Sports Chat. Gophers coming off of a tough loss to North Carolina this past weekend. We'll talk about that. We'll preview what the Gophers can do to get back in the win column and move to 2-0 in the Big Ten West. Thank you so much for listening. Please rate and review kindly. Thanks to Eric Perkins, and thank you to you for listening. I really do appreciate it. We'll talk again real soon.